Welcome to the LFC podcast, where our mission is to make, deploy, and multiply mature and equipped Christ followers. We're so glad you've tuned in, and we believe that God will speak to you today as you listen to this message. Amen, amen. Listen, I'm just excited to jump into this word. I'm excited because, you know, today, it's always a good day to be in the house of God, right? It's always a good day, but today, it's a little different. It's Pentecost Sunday. It's Pentecost someone, so, so, someone poke your neighbor and say, it's Pentecost Sunday. It's Pentecost Sunday. Did you come expecting today? Did you come expecting Listen, open up your hearts, open up your hearts this morning because I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit wants to do something awesome in your life today. I'm so excited. Are you ready for the God of revival to come and pour his spirit out in this place? I'm excited. I'm excited. The Bible says that the Lord, he inhabits inhabits the praises of his people. I don't know about you, but I am just, I'm so glad that I am a part of a church that his presence is our purpose. Aren't you just so grateful for that? His presence is our purpose here at LFC, especially here on Pentecost Sunday. It's a great day. It's Pentecost Sunday. Come on. Listen, can we just jump right on in? Um, we're just gonna we're just gonna go if that's okay with you. We're just gonna step on the gas. We're just gonna go. Okay, it's been 50 days since Passover. Okay, we remember that how Jesus he went to Calvary. He died on the cross and he bled and he he he, he died and he rose from the grave. Isn't that right? He rose from the dead. But for for a period of time after Jesus was crucified, 40 days after that, he would appear to about 500 of his followers. Okay, he would appear to them. And in his his last appearance, he he came up, and, and this is before he ascended up into heaven, and he appeared before his disciples, and he gave a great promise. He gave a great promise. What's the promise? Let's look at it. Let's look. Acts chapter one, starting in verse four. He said this, do not leave Jerusalem. Don't leave where you're at right now. Don't leave until the father sends you the gift. Someone say the gift. Until he sends you the gift that he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water But in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus is saying here, he's like, hey, guys, stay here. Stay in Jerusalem. Go to the upper room and I'm going to send my power. I'm going to send my spirit. Jesus says, hey, listen, I know. I know you want me to stay here with you. I know you want me to stay, but I... I have to go so that he can come. It's expedient me for, for me to have to go so that he can come 
I'm going to send the advocate. I'm sending the comforter to you. I'm sending the helper, the counselor. I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to give you a special language. I'm going to give you a special anointing. And when I give you this power, it's going to defeat the hold of the enemy on your life. And sure enough, that's what happened. That's what happened. How many of you are grateful and so thankful that Jesus, he's true to his word? He's true to his word, isn't he? Follow with me, Acts chapter two. Acts chapter two, verses one through four. Pastor Lucas read it during worship and and it says this. On the day of Pentecost, someone say Pentecost. All the believers were meeting together in one place. And suddenly, suddenly, they're just meeting together, they're having a prayer time. But suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm. Can we just pause and think about this? They're having a prayer time up in the upper room and suddenly, out of nowhere, A sound comes from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. Has anyone been in a windstorm before? It's loud. There's a mighty windstorm. I can hear it. The wind of the Holy Spirit. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present Everyone who was there was filled with the Holy Spirit and they began speaking in other languages. How did they know that they were filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit? What did they do? They spoke in tongues. They spoke in another language as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. This is when the church was birthed. This moment right here, the church is born. Boom. That's where it started. Look where we are today. Look where we are at. Look where we're at today. Jesus said, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. But you know, the truth is sometimes it feels like hell, it feels like hell is prevailing, doesn't it? We live in a dark world. Do we not? Man, it's dark out there. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to discuss the horrific details of the, the Rob Elementary School shooting. But man, that, that messed me up. Why? I, I have an 11, 11-month-old baby girl who's growing up in this world. Dear God. And if, if, I, if I let my mind go a little bit and I let fear come in and take place, man, my mind can go uh, to a place. Anyone know what I'm talking about? I'm not here to discuss all that, but listen, I am here to tell you this morning that the greater the darkness, the brighter the church will shine. Listen, we've been overlooked 
We've been ridiculed. We've been made fun of. In history, we've been burned at the stake. We've been thrown in snake pits, fed to lions. We've been burned alive. We've been mocked by Hollywood. We've been mocked by a lot of people. But the spotlight is finally going off of what the world has to offer and people are finding out in the midst of all the darkness, in the midst of all the brokenness that Jesus is the answer. We've got more addicts than we have got answers. We've got more broken homes than we've got fixed homes. There's not enough drugs to keep them high enough. There's not enough booze to keep them drunk enough and hide their broken heart and the emptiness that they're feeling inside. We need a windstorm. We need a windstorm to come through the church. We need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit so that we can declare the message that Jesus, he's the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. We need a windstorm. Jesus is the answer to this addicted, to this fearful, worried world. Jesus is the answer. And listen, in order to be that kind of witness, in order to have that kind of faith, in order to to move with that kind of authority, we've gotta be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Listen, here's the thing, church. Here's the thing, we gotta understand this. If you are a, a born again believer, you have accepted Jesus into your heart as your Lord and your Savior, did you know that the Holy Spirit lives inside you? He does. When you accepted Jesus in your heart, the Holy Spirit, he made a home. Look at this, 1 Corinthians 6, uh, 19. It says, don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? He lives there. He lives in you. And he's, he was given to you by God. You don't belong to yourself for God bought you with a high price. So honor God with your body. Listen, but here's, here's where we get confused, okay? Bear with me. This is where we can get confused. There is a difference. There's a difference between when you accept Jesus into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior and having the Holy Spirit live inside you. There's a difference between that and being baptized in the Holy Spirit. There's a difference. It's, it's separate from salvation. It's, it, there's a difference. Let's look, let's look here. In Acts, Acts 19, Paul, he was in a place called Ephesus. Poke your neighbor, say Ephesus. He was in a place called Ephesus, and there in Ephesus, they were, there were about 10 disciples there. Okay, these, these disciples that he met, they were, they were born again believers. They were saved. They had been baptized in water in the name of Jesus. But Paul asked him a question. He said, he said in Acts 19 too, he said, when, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you, when you believed? And they were like, no, no, we, 
We have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Listen, listen, they were disciples. They were born again. They were saved. They were water baptized in the name of Jesus. But they, no, they, they, didn't, they didn't know what he was talking about. And jump ahead in verse, verse six, Paul, he goes up to him. He places his hands on them and the Holy Spirit fell down on them and they began to speak in tongues and they started to prophesy. They were saved. They were baptized in water. But th there was just something else. There's something else. Poking neighbor said, there's something else. There's something else. There's just something missing. And when the Holy Spirit fell on them, Paul, when Paul placed his hands on them, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Last, last week, who was here last week? Yeah, we got a few. Listen. We, we had some family members get baptized in water. It was powerful, was it not? Goodness, it was amazing. And I'll tell you what, we'll never forget that day because there was no electricity in the building. We all had our phone lights out, like keeping light in, in the house, right? Man, but was it not powerful? No electricity, but there was a lot of power going on, right? They were water baptized. Listen, Jesus, he, he's talking about something different here, okay? Just, it's something different, a, a separate event. We read it before, but Acts 1.5, Jesus said to his disciples, John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You'll be baptized in the Holy Spirit. What happens when the Holy Spirit is in, in you? When he dwells within you? Let's look at Acts chapter one, verse eight. It says, but you will receive power. Someone say power. power. Oh, come on. Someone say, I've got the power. That was. <laughs> you will receive power. You're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You're going to be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit gives you power. He gives you power. Does anyone remember Peter? Man, I love looking back at, at looking at Peter. Peter, he, he denied Jesus three times. You remember that? He did, before Jesus went and died on the cross, Peter denied that he even knew Jesus. He was ashamed. But Peter, he got some things right. And Peter was in that upper room that day. And the Holy Spirit fell on him and he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. There was a power that filled, that once was who, he was ashamed. He was ashamed, but there was power that filled within Peter and in his heart. And you know what happens? In Acts chapter two, he goes outside, and he starts preaching the good news of Jesus. Power. Laid hands on the sick, they recovered. Power, there is power in the Holy Spirit. He gives you power. 1 Corinthians 14, 12, it says, for if you have the ability to speak in tongues, 
you will be talking only to God. You're, you're going to be talking only to God since people, they, they're around you, they don't understand you. You will be speaking by the power. Someone say power. You're going to be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will be all mysterious. Come on, raise your hand in this place if that's ever happened to you. Come on, don't be ashamed. Raise that up high. Yes. There's power. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is better than anything that this world can offer. It's better than anything the world can offer. How, how can you even explain it? Well, I'll tell you, religion, religion would say that that is not for today. Religion would say, no, oh, no, no way, Jose. That's not for today. That's not for this time. That was for way back then. That's not for this hour, but dear God, do we need it now more than ever? We need it. We need it. But for some reason, the church, they've, they've, taken, they've taken this and they've said, you know what? This is, this is too strange. This is, this is too weird. And they completely misinterpret what the word of God says. So what do they do? They kick it out. They just, they, they throw it out. Family, can I tell you, listen to what the word of God says. Not what man says. Listen to what the scripture says, not what denomination says. Listen to the word of God. Oh, it, it's too weird. It's too strange, no way. That's weird stuff. Come on, it's Bible stuff. It's Bible stuff. Listen, if we're gonna throw everything that's weird out of the Bible, the rapture's weird. Salvation's weird. We need it. Did you know that every book in the New Testament, it was written by a man who talked in tongues? It was. How do I know that? Well, because every one of them, they were in the upper room for, for the exception of the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was not in the upper room, but you know what Paul said? Paul said this, I speak in tongues more than you all. I speak in tongues more than all of you. I speak in this secret coded language that God has for every single believer. I speak in tongues more than you all. Peter, James, John, all those guys. <laughs> all those guys. Listen, can I tell you that if the disciples of Jesus, we're talking about the disciples of Jesus, the ones who walked and talked with Jesus, the ones who firsthand experienced the miracles that Jesus performed. Can I tell you, if they needed to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we need it. We need it. Guess who else was in the upper room? Jesus' mama. Mary, the mother of Jesus, 
She was in the upper room. Family, can I tell you, if Jesus' mama was in the upper room and she needed to get filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we do too. We need it. We need this blessing from God. Guys, it's a blessing. It's a gift from God. It's a blessing. Holy Spirit baptism is for today. It's for today. I don't need it. No, no way. That's not for me. Not interested. No, thank you. That's for the radicals. Mm -hmm. That's for those radicals. That's for the crazy dudes. That's some weird stuff. So listen, what does the modern church do? They just take the whole gift of tongues and they throw it out. But the apostle Paul, you know what he said? The apostle, the apostle Paul, he said, do not forbid speaking in tongues. <laughs> do not forbid speaking in tongues. There are over 1.7 billion believers worldwide who say, I am a born again Christian and I have experienced speaking in tongues as the spirit gives me the utterance. Barna, according to Barna Research, Pentecostals make up one of the third largest denominations globally. Isn't that wild? Listen, if tongues are of no value, if tongues are to be ridiculed and thrown out, why are so many people receiving it? Why? Family, the church, listen, the Bible, the Bible says that, excuse me, the Bible promises, the Bible promises that it will change your life. It will change your life. When the spirit of Jesus comes in fullness, he gives you a prayer language and a a worship language that's going to glorify him. It glorifies him. It magnifies him. It makes him bigger than than he's ever even been in your life. It's a secret language that the enemy can't understand. It's a language that speaks mysteries. It's a language that speaks directly to God. Thank you, Jesus. After the devastating attack of the United States by Japan at Pearl Harbor, um, the Japanese, they held the upper hand in the Pacific Rim and there was, there was no secure way of communication. And the, the enemy was literally, they were breaking every single military code that was being used in the Pacific. It just seemed like, it seemed like the enemy, they were one step ahead always. They were one step ahead. No matter what the U.S. tried to do, somehow the Japanese knew what they were going to do before they would even do it. This is historical fact. (laughs) They couldn't figure out how how the enemy would would intercept their messages and and, and they they would know exactly what we're going to do. But they finally realized they realized that many of the Japanese soldiers, they had learned English. 
They learned English. In fact, many of them had been educated in the United States schools and they knew how to speak our language. And because they could speak our language, they were picking up and they were easily decoding the messages that were being sent out to the troops. So they, they would listen, they would gain intel and they would attack. They were destroying us. But that is until February, 1942. There was a man by the name of Philip Johnston and he was the son of missionaries. He was a, he was a civil engineer and a World War I veteran who had grown up in the Navajo reservation. He grew up there and he, he there was a light bulb that clicked above his head. He had an idea. And his idea was what if, what if America could come up with a secret code that the Japanese could not break? What if, what if they had a language that was so rare, a language that was so unique that the enemy couldn't decode it? What if? And he presented this idea to, to the Marine Corps and eventually they, they launched a pilot program with 29 Navajo Indians. And these Indians, they used their native language. This was a language that only their tribe knew. No one knew it. It wasn't taught in a school. And they came up and they created this military code. And, and it was developed and it was tested um, on the invasion of Guadalcanal in August of 1942. And this then it became the official military code and it was used. You know what these, you know what these Navajo Indians, they, they called them? They called them code talkers, but they had a nickname. It wasn't just code talkers, but it was wind talkers. Wind talkers. The enemy tried, but they could not decode the message. The enemy could not break the code of the wind talkers. Acts chapter two, says that the, the believers, they were all together in one place praying and the Holy Spirit came on them and they opened up their mouths and they became wind talkers. That day in the upper room, there was a language that was formed that Satan could not decode. There was a language that was given by the Holy Spirit, a language that defeats the power of Satan, sin and bondage, family, hell. They, hell cannot even understand this language. The Holy Spirit, he gives it and it's not gibberish. It's not jabber. It's not nonsense. It's not emotional. It's not crazy. It's the power of the Holy Spirit praying through you in a language that the enemy cannot decode. It brings victory into your battle. Listen, I don't know where everyone's been, but we might have some battles that we're dealing with. Can I tell you 
open up your heart this morning because the Holy Spirit wants to do a work and he wants to help you defeat the enemy's hold on your life. You can become a wind talker today. Thanks again for joining us today. If you desire to grow deeper in your faith, we want to help you. Text the word GROW to 419-495-6802. To check out all of our upcoming events, head over to limafirst.church and click the events tab. Lastly, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future messages. Be blessed.